All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the TJ Francis program. We're here in the program. We're here back in New York City. Uh, I've been traveling a lot recently, which has been great. I've been traveling to uh, different uh, parts of the United States of America, the greatest country on this earth. Um, I've been traveling a lot, which is weird for me because I don't I don't travel very very much. I'm a little bit uh, scared of the planes because they go very high in the air. Planes go uh, a little bit higher than I would like them to go. But um, yeah, I've been doing it. I just kind of said, you know, fuck it. If this is if this is the type of career that I want, I want to be on the road. I got to get okay with flying. So what I've been doing is I developed a, a Xanax addiction. Um, so now I just take Xanax all the time. Now, I... I uh, I am flying a lot more, which is fun. Uh, it's cool. I like. Here's the thing about flying that I don't. I mean, every. I mean, fucking. You, have you noticed this about airports and airplanes, huh? Um. Every. You know. I'm I'm starting to fly a lot more, and it's crazy that you always think you're gonna die. You always think you're gonna crash. Uh. But there's something about me that like still. I like am upset. It's just. It's like I'm a. I'm terrified of jail right that's like my biggest fear so i watch a lot of like jail shit i don't know why it's it's kind of like if somebody's like afraid it's, it would be like a, if a little kid is afraid of monsters so they watch a lot of horror films it doesn't really make sense um like jail is my biggest fear and i'll constantly watch like i don't know locked up is a big thing i don't really watch it anymore to be honest but locked up or like first 48 stuff like that where you're like oh this is my biggest fear but it's i can't take my eyes away um and i think that's the same thing with planes if you listen to two episodes ago eddie griffin did 9-11 i'm obsessed with 9-11 not in like a wow that was great but like uh obviously it's horrible tragedy all that stuff but it's just crazy to me that that shit happens and then like whenever you hear about a plane crash nowadays i can't i i it's you know when you hear of like a crime and you're like oh i'm gonna keep following up with that crime that's what i do with like plane crashes like if i hear of like a plane crash i'm gonna like keep checking in and like seeing like why did it happen um where they're asian pilots and that's not even a racist thing that comes from malcolm gladwell book i forget what it's called but it comes from a Malcolm Gladwell book, Malcolm Gladwell book, because yes, I read, um, where he said that Asian pilots actually get into more accidents because of the respect thing. So, for example, in the U.S., a fucking new pilot who's like the the secondary pilot—I don't know what it's called—but like the guy not in the in the correct seat, the woman of the pi- okay, I'm fucking around. Um, but the but the pilot who's like not as important, he's like the second pilot. He's if he thinks that the first pilot is doing something wrong in America. He's not afraid to be like, yo, you fucking idiot. Stop. I think you're going a little too fast. I think you're going a little bit too high. You're going too close to the sun. What could go wrong if you're a pilot? Like, seriously, if you're just up in the air, I guess you could go too fast or whatever. But once you, once you like are just in the air, you're just going straight. So I don't, I guess if you're landing, you'd be like, hey, my man, you know, fucking watch out. All right, we're going we're going to the airport. We're going to have to start slowing down a bit. Something I don't know. What do you think pilots talk about when they're flying? 
because you don't really have to pay, which is crazy that you don't really have to pay attention. Flying is fucking crazy to me, man. I, I, I was thinking about it. I was trying to like write about it a little bit today. The fact that we can get, like you look at a huge yacht and you're like, all right, it doesn't really make sense. But it like, yeah, I get buoyancy, right? With flying, I, I guess there's fu- obviously there's fucking nerd science behind it, but I don't get it. Like there, like there's just a thing that's I don't even know. I'm so bad at like guessing, but there's a thing that's like what thirty thousand pounds. That's my guess of how how fucking how much a plane costs. So let's look at how much a plane costs. How or not costs weighs? How much does a plane weigh? If I, I mean thirty thousand is my guess, but. Uh, I bet you it's way more than that. Oh, wow. It's way less than that. Oh, no, no, no. The most common commercial airlines in the world weigh between 30,000 and 127,000 pounds. Dude, 127,000 pounds. We get in the air and we take over the ocean. I mean, that's fucking crazy. And also, like, flying was invented, like, before, like, not ca- not before cars, but like kind of when cars started coming out, they were also like, oh yeah, we could also do this in the sky. That's fucking crazy. The fact that flying should have been invented in the 70s. If anybody took a plane in like the 40s outside of like World War II shit, you're insane. First of all, you're rich as hell. So you are insane. Because imagine that. I mean, I'm again, this podcast is a fucking nightmare. I just go from like one thing to one thing to one thing without any sort of real heads up. No real, hey, we're going to stay on this topic for a while, even though we're talking about planes. I'm autistic, I think, is what's happening. I talk about 9-11 like I'm obsessed with it. Now I'm just talking about planes. I mean, shit is just, this is a wild podcast. But hey, I'm having fun. And it's the TJ Francis program. So that's just what it is. But um, the amount... What, what the fuck was I even talking about? Oh, yeah. Planes were invented... Uh, when were planes invented? Uh, 1903, dude. 1903 is the first time that Wilbur and Orville Wright made four brief flights on the Kitty Hawk. How do you even start... Like, how do you even, like, dude, I was born 92 years after flight was invented. And I could not even a little bit tell you how it works. Cars make sense to me. Could I ever make a car? Absolutely fucking not. But I could, like, at least explain to you. I'm like, okay, there's an engine that is fueled by oil. And it gets, like, the gears going. And it gets kind of fucking shit going. And then all of a sudden the wheels turn. And then you go forward. I get that on a very very basic level flying to then take off like the amount of perfection i think that needs to happen for planes to successfully go first of all get off the ground like if the wing is turned by an inch maybe it doesn't fly who knows right but to in 1903 Be like, yeah, we could probably get this thing made out of wood up in the air is insane. Uh, The first powered aircraft. How the fuck was it powered? There was no engines back then, was there? The first successful... Um, 
I don't know, man. Orville made brief flights at Kitty Hawk. was the first powered aircraft. That's where they say that the first thing was invented. Um, fuck. That's so crazy that they flew in 1903. That means there was flight. When was the first car? Because uh, honestly, I thought it was after the car, but maybe not. When I think it was 1800s. Oh, do you know what it was? It was the Ford, uh, first Ford made, first Ford made. See, this is why I need a producer to not, yeah, 1903. The first Ford, which was the T model, right? I believe that's what it was called. The T model. Uh, no, Model A. I don't know why I said T model. Model A Ford was made in Detroit, uh, the worst, um, city in america in 1903 flying was invented in 1903 now that's crazy the fact that the first car was made in 19 i guess there was a car made before then like this is kind of saying like the first car was made in 1800 but then 1880s and then it got really made in like model a blah 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 i don't I don't understand the process between being like, okay, okay, uh, we could probably get something in the air. Now, do, let's do it. In 1903. In 1903, I mean, dude, the the amount, I, I don't even know history enough to be like the amount of things that weren't available yet in 1903 is crazy. But it was. I mean, I'm. I sound so stupid right now. I don't know if I could sound more stupid than this. Uh, to be honest with you, but it is insane. And now we fly 127,000 pounds to Australia in an 18-hour trip. That's crazy, dude. That's fucking insane. Even in 2022. Where you can look into a camera and it remembers your face and then it unlocks something that you hold every day and use it to really control your life. The fact that in 2022 we can do that and up in the air blows my mind. That, like flying is more crazy to me than like facial recognition or like robots even. Robots make more sense to me. How were robots not invented before flying? Honestly. How how was there not a robot handing me a tea right now? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, that's just my fucking robot decks. I don't give a fuck. And I spit on them and say, get me more tea. You, how is that not real yet? But yet we can take fucking 127,000 pounds up in the sky, close to the sun. And I know we've been in space. Don't even like that doesn't that's not even real. I mean, that doesn't that doesn't make I'm so fucking stupid with all this shit that I don't get any of it. And we just we just do it all the time by the way. All the time. There's so many airlines and there's so many fucking flights that go out every day from so many different cities. And there's really not that many crashes outside of the big one which happened 21 years ago. There's not a ton of crashes. Or there are a ton of crashes and they just never get talked about. But there's really not... For the amount of flights there are, there's so not that many crashes. Um, 
I j- it just blows my mind every time, man. And 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 when you're up there, because it blows your mind so much, you're like, this is gonna go down. It doesn't make sense that I'm walking in the sky right now. It doesn't make sense that I'm walking to the back of the plane to take a piss in the sky right now. How does that make sense? It makes more sense if there was a robot sucking my dick right now. That would make more sense to me, honestly. And and I was able to have a conversation with the robot and be like, yo, yo, yo that hurts. And she's and then she's like, or Dex, it's non-binary robot. I, I fuck around a little bit. I'm a little bit adventurous sexually. Shut up, right? And they go, Dex, 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 stop, stop, stop. That's hard. That's hard. Your screw is getting into my, you know. He's like, oh, sorry, I didn't even realize that my screw was loose. I'm like, uh-huh. you know, that's a that's a human saying. He goes, yeah, I, I know. I'm a robot. I know everything. I'm like, oh, fuck. All right, suck my dick. And then I'll say, hey, hey, Dex, uh, you know everything, huh? And and I and then he'll be like, yeah. I'm like, can you tell me how planes work? And he'll go, error, error. Let me suck your dick, please. Error. That's what the robot, that's what my robot would say. That would make more sense to me if he was here. Um, So I've been flying a lot is what I'm trying to say. And um, it's fun. I do like it. I'm trying, I am trying to get better with it because you go up in the air and I, I can't watch uh, a movie I realized I realized uh, my process to getting through flights is listening to a podcast and playing a stupid mindless game on your phone because it takes my attention away more than anything. If I'm watching a movie, if there's a boring part, I'm turning away. And if I turn away and I look outside and I see that we're 30,000 feet up in the air and then there's a little bit of wind that makes the plane loop move a little bit, I'm freaking out. Uh, also what's up with all the dings on the plane every five seconds there's a ding and and that makes me pause my shit to walk look up because i think if i hit if i hear a ding all the thing that's going to come on next is uh folks uh looks like we're uh, about to crash so if you could just uh fasten those seatbelts i turn the seatbelt light on if you could just fasten those seatbelts we're going to crash and die in about mm, i'd say about five minutes or so now so uh just sit back relax and enjoy the crash that's what i think is going to happen every time i hear the ding which is stupid. It is stupid to think that like if a ding, if they ding, that means mayday, mayday. <laughs> like if it's like if up front they're like mayday, mayday, and then the pilot number two is like, well, we should let them know in the back, and they're like, well, how do you want to let them know? Like the same way we let them know that somebody needs water. Send a faint ding in the middle of the plane. He goes, all right, perfect. That's how. That's how we'll let them know they're all gonna die in five seconds. It's very stupid, but when you're on the plane, nothing's rational because you're 30,000 feet in the air with 127,000 pounds. So nothing is rational up there in the sky. But it is true. I like I will watch I'll try to watch like a 2-hour movie on like a two and a half hour flight and I'll get about 45 minutes through the movie because seriously, every time something happens a little bit, I pick my head up. I'll pick my head up and be like, "What's we're all, we're okay? Cool." I make I I look at other people to make sure they're cool. Like I seriously like pick, will pick not anybody in particular, but I'll just like if something happens, like if the if there is a little bit of turbulence, I'll pause my shit, I'll look up and I'll look around, and if people are relatively calm, I'm like, okay, this is normal. Winds hit planes, planes move a little bit. It's called turbulence. Shit happens. Go back to watching your thing, and I'll go back and I'll watch it. Um, so I but here's the thing: whenever the movie's like kind of boring, if I if I hear or see anything, I can't. I, I just, I can't focus. If it's boring, I look and I see and I say, what's up? And I'm like, all right, the old fucking 
80 year old woman is calm which is but then but then this is where my mind goes i'll look up and be like all right the 80 year old woman is calm and then i'm like well she could just be calm because she is gonna die soon anyway so she's like if i go down to play crash it's kind of badass way to die at 80 so i don't really give a fuck i'm gonna keep watching nancy grace um so that's where my mind goes and then i'll be like well if she's calm maybe it's maybe it is bad maybe it's a bad thing and i'll look at somebody else and i'll see like a 27 year old entrepreneur and be like okay well he's calm so everything is cool and then i'm like well what if he's not an entrepreneur what if he just looks nice because this is what he wants to do to take down the plane and go out looking like a baller everybody it is funny that like you create these you think everybody is a terrorist on a plane white black muslim fucking anything chinese anything you think any person you see i create a a backstory in their head of why they would why they would do this i saw a guy um by the way bigger planes way better than smaller planes just had to throw that out there but uh i'm i i saw a guy on my plane from chattanooga to dallas uh, I went to Chattanooga, by the way, which I'll get to in a little bit. But we were in Chattanooga. We're flying home. We had to go to Dallas because we had to get a connecting flight to D.C. originally. The first flight from Chattanooga to D.C. got delayed so much that we would have missed D.C. So we flew to Dallas. On my flight to Dallas, I see this guy at security because it's a such a small airport, which makes you think that bombs. It makes like because this might be true. I don't know, but it also might not be. Just because the airport's smaller, you're like, well, it's easier to get a bomb in here then. It's the same equipment, I assume. It's the same fucking metal detector. It's the same thing. But you're just like, oh, there's. it's a smaller airport, not as many flights. So it's, you can obviously get a bomb through here easier, which may or may not be true. I don't know. And I see this guy, and um, he's an Army guy. He has an Army backpack. There were two troops on the plane. Other, it was another troop. Um, and he comes on the plane, and he has his backpack, like his green camo backpack. Um, and he has like a black shirt and he's going through security. I'm right behind him and he takes off his cross and he puts it on the thing. And my first thought was, Oh, this guy's a man of God. He's a good guy. Well, so I didn't know he was on my plane yet, but then I saw him on my plane and I remember the cross thing and I was like, okay, he's on our plane. He's a good guy and he's an army. He's a troop. If something happens, my man's going to take care of business in the, in the name of God. That's what I thought. And then I thought I was like thinking more and it just, you always end up at, he's going to take down the plane. Because then I was just like, well, he's a man of God, but maybe he's wearing that as a disguise. Maybe he's coming in like, no, I love God. Because he did look not Christian. He did look a little like, yeah, I, I converted. He looked like he converted to Christianity, honestly. And I was like, okay. Um, then I started thinking like maybe he's wearing that as like a fucking like, yeah, I'm I'm fine. I'm a man of God. Why would I ever blow up a plane? I'm a man of God. No man of God ever blows up a plane. There's no virgins for us if you're a man of God. And I was like, all right, maybe he's doing that. Maybe he's tricking us into thinking that he's a man of God. But really, he's not a man of God, and he's going to blow this plane up. And that's how I ended up. And and you do that for everybody. I mean, there was a fucking old Chinese lady on the plane. And I was like, she'll probably blow it up because uh, there's been a lot of Asian hate recently. And maybe she is sent by fucking some... Jack Ma or whatever his name is to blow up an American plane to send a message that, hey, let's actually stop with the Asian hate, you know? There's always something in the way. Like, there's something where you're like, listen, you look normal, but here's the thing. I know your fucking plan, all right? I know what you're doing. And then you land, and you're like, oh, yeah, no. 
Why would you blow up the plane? You're just an old Chinese lady. Why would you blow up the plane? You're a man of God, and you served in the army. You're a troop. You're a troop man of God. Why would you ever blow up the plane? But while before takeoff, or while like you're in the air, you see that old Chinese lady go to the bathroom for a while, and your your mind goes to, oh, she's planting the bomb in the bathroom. Not the rational thing of, oh, she's taking a long time because it's a very small bathroom, and she's about 400 years old. And um, also, there's no Chinese squatty potties in the bathroom. So she must feel so weird sitting up on that high. I mean, that toilet to her must feel like a mountain. Or she's pooping on the ground, Chinese style. And then she picks it up and she throws it. That would be hilarious if on like regular, because like Chinese are, I think it's Chinese. It could be Japanese, but I believe it's Chinese. It could be, I don't know. could be all Asians as a whole, which would include Indian Pacific. I don't fucking know because I'm ignorant and white. But I'm pretty sure it's Chinese people that like squat and poop into like a hole, like the squat, the Chinese squat, which is hilarious, but probably healthier. And it would be very funny to just think about like a Chinese person squatting in like an American bathroom of any kind, whether it's like in the sky or like uh, uh, on the ground, just poop it on the ground because that's how they know how to do. And then they just pick it up and throw it in the toilet. But obviously it's not true but this is a comedy podcast so fuck it it is true chinese people poop on the ground and then pick it up and put it in the toilet you know um so yeah we flew we flew from there to dallas um created a created a quote why this person is a terrorist story for every single person on the plane um including the babies by the way including the babies i'm probably like oh their parents made them eat a bomb eat a eat a bomb that will you know blow up and and mid-flight and break the plane apart by the way that's the other thing too like you i'm terrified of plane like if we crashed but like crashed the way you would land like if it was just a crash landing which most crashes are most crashes are like you're like ah well the engine like in your head a plane crash is like you're driving you're 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 flying you're flying you're flying then all of a sudden you're like well this is malfunction and you just go it's like a cartoon where you're like flying perfectly then something happens and you just go straight down that's not how it fucking works as long as the wings don't come off you're gonna glide into the crash which for whatever reason even though the death rate is still pretty much the same makes me feel so much better do you know what i mean like because it's not just an immediate descend into the earth like a fucking asteroid because you're kind of like gliding into the crash. That makes me feel better about the potentiality of a crash. And I said potentiality for fucking a reason. I don't know. I'm a flyer. I'm a traveler. So I'm trying to explore new words. And, um, there's a word that I just used, but, uh, but yeah. So, um, I flew, I've been flying cause I went to Chicago. I don't know if I've mentioned that on the two different program, but I went to Chicago and now I just went to um, Chattanooga. The Chattanooga trip was great. It was me and my friend Jason D. Comedy. And um, we went to Chattanooga for a few shows. Went to the first mic. That was that was uh, not a mic. It was a show. There was like 50 people there. And it was great. You know, it's fun to do comedy in other towns. I, I, we want to get up back out there more. But uh, Chattanooga was great. Shout out to Jeff Greenspan who put us up at his place. He's the main reason we went down there. Um, he was on the last episode as well. He's the main reason we went down there. He runs a show at this place called Bode, which I guess is where he used to live. It was a great show. It was a fun time. 80 people sold out. Uh, very fun. Uh, my set was wild. Um, I had this, I, as soon as I walk on stage, this fucking drunk heckler 
the way it was set up was it was 80 people, right? Um, probably about 70 of them were like in the ch- chairs that looked like a normal comedy show set out. But because of like seating and whatnot, there was two like of these bigger kind of recliner type chairs on either side of the stage. So four seats that way, right? And just by luck of the draw, people got to sit in those seats. They didn't pay extra or whatever. They just got to sit in those seats. And it just so happens that the worst woman in the world, who I wish she was on 9-11, sat in that chair. Um, And the moment I get on stage, she just says mustache. Like, that's it. Just mustache. And immediately I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, that's what I have. Um, You know? And, um, you know, kind of fucking around there. I knew immediately. I was like, all right, she's going to talk a lot. But if you address it once, normally they shut up. Like, if she says mustache and I'm like, oh, yeah, you know. I obviously didn't just, like, walk on stage and be like, yeah, I have a mustache. But um, I did address it and kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, I have a mustache, uh, blah, blah, blah. And then um, she just kept saying it. I tried to go into, like, a joke or two, you know, and she would uh, be like, oh, you know, the sky is blue. And then she'd be like, yeah, it's probably because you have a mustache. And I'm like, what? But she wasn't mean. She wasn't, like, mean to me. She wasn't like, ah, you fucking idiot weirdo mustache guy. She would really just be like, oh, yeah, the sky's blue. I wonder if it's because you have a mustache. And you're like, I guess so, you fucking weird lady who told me she was 39 and looks about 52. You look old, Diane. I remember her name, and I'll bring it up. I don't give a fuck because I don't know her name, and this will never go anywhere. So who cares? Um, Because after about two minutes, I was just like, all right, clearly you want to talk. Because it was two minutes of like any any line I said somehow was mustache. I remember I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I got arrested, and they're like, it was probably because of your mustache. And you're like, I, yeah, I don't know. It probably wasn't. Probably it was because of the crime I committed. I don't think people are walking around getting arrested for having a mustache, you know? It's probably because of the crime I committed. And if they were getting arrested for wearing a mustache, then fucking we have a bigger problem here, Diane. So let's get to it. Let's talk to it. Because everything I said, she just kept saying mustache. So eventually I was like, all right, Diane, clearly. Well, I didn't know her name yet. But I was like, all right, clearly you want to talk. So let, let's get, let's, what's your deal? What's your name? And she said, Diane. And then once I knew it was Diane, I fucking roasted the shit out of her. Every other comic was able to do jokes and have fun. I went second to last, and I think she got kicked out after me. So every other comic had a great time. I I had a great time too, but I just didn't do jokes. I just fucked with fucked around with this girl the whole time. This lady who said she was thirty nine, but she looks about sixty seven. So shout out to sixty uh, seven year old Diane. Uh, I just se- seriously like I was. I've never been mad on stage before. I've never really. I'm not a very angry person. I don't really get mad if something happens to me in my life. Uh, I kind of just be like, well, that's just what it happened, what happened, you know, and I don't really get angry, but this made me, this was the maddest I've ever been on stage. I wasn't like furious, like scolding her. I was clearly like, clearly like, oh, you're drunk. You're pissing me off. So I'm going to fuck with you in a way that makes you look stupid because you're pissing me off. That's what it was. I wished her death many times, which I do not regret. Uh, I wish she was on 9-11 and I, um, you know, I wished many things that uh, I don't take back. Um, not because she was that mean or because she was that uh, vicious towards me, but because she uh, ruined a thing I was excited to do because she wanted to make it about herself. And again, I'm not even really that mad at her, but I do want her to die. It's kind of like, um, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. 
you could be you could be not that mad at somebody and still want them to die. It'd be better if they were not in this world, right? Like, um, I don't know. Just, uh, I don't know. But you know what I mean. If you have any hate in your heart. There's too many people in this world that don't have any hate in their heart. Or at least they don't portray it to the outside world. Fucking, if you hate somebody or something, tell somebody. Because I guarantee you most people feel the same way. There's a lot of normal people in this world. But there's also a lot more people that fucking suck. Diane is one of them. I know a lot of other people out there that also suck. And I, I think most people around them don't want them to be near them. So express the hate, man. Express the hate. If you hate something, if you hate someone, tell somebody else that you, th- that you think is comfortable. Don't tell somebody that like is close to that person because they might tell them. But if you hate somebody and you think somebody else might also hate that person, fucking talk about it. Because that's a great way to bond about the hatred over somebody else. And then there's too many people out there that like you meet them and you're like, oh, do you know this person? And, and in your head, you're like, yeah, I fucking hate them. But you say, yeah, I know them. Why? And then you hear, oh, that person's great. And you go, why? And you're like, yeah, I don't know. No, 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 no. You know they're awful, but you're just trying to be a nice person. You want to be the guy that everybody likes, everybody knows, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, I love that person. No, that person sucks, and let's talk about it. But if you're coming to me telling me that they're great and you love them and no real reason why you, they're great or you love them, then we're not going to connect because I know you're a fucking fake bitch. Uh yeah, Chattanooga's great. Hope to go back. Did spots at Comedy Catch. That was great. Hoping to go back there. Overall, just a great time. I think I think um, traveling is really where it's at in comedy, so definitely trying to do more of that uh, and enjoy my time um, doing comedy on the road. That's that's the goal. That's, the, that's what we want to do in this business, and that's the goal. Um, but if I'm traveling on the road with friends, here's something – that needs to change. Stop fucking asking me if you can have some of my food after I order it. Stop. I've been on the road twice in the last two, three weeks. Both time with friends, Maddie Bowman and Jason David. Both of them asked me for food that I bought and they wanted some. They're like, hey, can I have a bite? No, you cannot. I know you're not a fat person. I know you're not a fat-hearted kid. I know you're not a fat-minded person. But absolutely, you cannot have a bite of this. Now, if I order something and I don't want to finish it, I will offer it to you. But to ask me for a bite midway through a meal or to ask me for a fry before I even touch the fry is fucking so ludicrous to me. I don't understand how you haven't been shot. I might hate that more than I hate Diane. That's how much. Dude, I my mom is the same fucking way. She'll always will go to a restaurant and she'll be like, ah, I want something small. I don't want fries. I don't want this. Then then somebody else, whether we're with a family or just me, whatever, I'll be like, I'm going to get what I want because I'm hungry and I know this. I am always buying more than I can eat there. And I will eat it all, by the way. I'm, I will eat it all. I am not ever having leftovers. Don't don't get it twisted. I'm always buying more than I can eat, but there's never any leftover, if that makes sense. Okay, I'm never buying the right amount or below. I'm always buying more and then I'm still getting it done because that's how my fucking fat brain works. So when you come in and you don't do that and you order what you think you can eat or a little bit less and then I order more and you want that, no. Okay, my mom will do it all the time. She'll get a salad. She wants fries, but she's not going to do it because she's eating healthy, which I respect because I can do that too. 
I'll eat healthy. But then I'll order what I want. And if she's like, oh, can I just have a few fries? No, you can't, mother. No, you cannot. Thank you for the nutrients that you gave me when I was in the womb. Uh, Thank you for feeding me and bathing me and housing me for the first 18 years of my life. But absolutely, no, you cannot have a fry. And to not bathe me, house me, or breastfeed me, and then go on the road with me and ask me for a fry or ask me if I'm going to finish half of my pint of ice cream or, hey, can I try? Nope. Hey, Jason David and Matt Bowman, absolutely not. I'm a fat kid. I'm a fat person. Do not do that. Uh, I'm obvi- I'm jokingly getting mad, but seriously, two different times in my life or in, in the last two trips, these guys were asking me for food, which I get. That's like, that is like a normal um, person thing to do. Yeah, yeah, dude, can I try that? I, you know, I've probably done it, but not really. I, w- I want it to be offered. I want it to be offered. I don't want to ask somebody to try. First of all, not that I really care about that it's gross, but it's a little bit gross. Uh, so when people come up to me and ask me for like, hey, can I touch your food? I'm like That's basically what they're saying. Can I touch your food? No. And both of these guys did it. Both of these guys. Matt Bowman asked me if I was going to finish my pint of ice cream because we were trying to get ice cream. And he was like, well, he's like, I don't know if I want a full pint. And I was like, well, how, first of all, how? Who, who, how? Do you want ice cream? Yeah, you want one bite of it? Then how are you not going to have the whole pint? You're just going to have a bite? And then even if you want one fucking gram of ice cream and you eat it, that's all? That's all? Like, you can't, like, how are you not going to finish? Do you know what I mean? And he was talking about it. He goes, well, if you get a pint, you're going to finish the whole thing? Of fucking goddamn course I'm going to finish the whole thing, Matt. Are you outside of your mind, you skinny little bitch? That makes no sense to me. And then and then Jason did some recon, asked Matty Bowman what it was like to travel with me, and he said it was really fat. I was really fat, which I was. In Chicago, I ate so much food. So hats off, respect to Matty. He's correct. And then Jason still had the audacity to ask me for a bite of my meal after I got it at night. And it was the last meal of the day. So it's not like I was going to get all of it. And it's small. There's only one egg in it and then some chicken and rice. And he's like, can I have a bite to try it? Which, why? Try what? Just feed the hunger and now you're going to have to eat something or else you're going to be starving for the rest of the night? No, dude. You have one bite of food. That makes you more hungry. That's how this works. It's, not, it's never one bite, although it was with him this time. Even if it is, it still sucks. And that's what he did, man. And uh, I'm if Maddie or Jason are listening to this, I'm just joking around. I'm kind of fucking around. Um, I didn't actually get mad, but it, it set off that thing in me of like, this is so annoying and I, whatever, but I had a great time with them, both of them, even cause it makes you, it makes you a little bit like Ugh, in your head for like two seconds. And then you're like, all right, whatever it's back. But I had a great time with both Maddie and Jason truly, uh, both great comics, both had a great time, uh, got closer with them. It's fun. It is fun to travel with somebody. Cause I feel like you do get like closer with them and you're like, Oh cool. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know this part about you. I didn't know this part about you. And now you're friends or, I mean, I've been friends with them, but like, you're like better friends. You feel closer with somebody after you go on the road and are in a roundabout way, kind of forced to be with somebody 24 seven. So, uh, shout out to those two for asking me to go to those two places and bringing me with them and, had a great time, uh, but definitely learned that when you're around a fat kid, a kid who had to make weight for football his whole life and doesn't understand the idea of saving food for future, for for the future, 
uh, and is a fat-minded person and will eat food out of a garbage, which I've done many times, or will eat food that he ordered drunk back when I was drinking and forgot that he ate, ordered it, so he fell asleep and then went downstairs the next morning at 11 a.m. and saw McDonald's or whatever the fuck I ordered that de- that night and picked it up and then went and ate it for the morning. Um, if you're around a kid like that, yeah, don't ask him for food. It's going to anger him. It's like asking... It's like asking a heroin addict. Can, nah, that's a bad. Don't be that. It, don't don't do the. It's like this type of comedy. You know what I mean? Not that this uh, podcast is comical in any uh, sort of the way, but uh, you know, you know what it is, man. Um, what else did I want to talk about? Um, I had that Dave Matthews. Oh yeah, they apparently back in two thousand four they let shit on the Chicago thing. Uh, Pete and Kim broke up. Couldn't care less about that. I hope, um, it's not that I, here's the thing and I'll end on this. Okay. This is, I'm going to compare Pete and Kim to climate change, (laughs) which is funny, but this is just the truth. I don't care about things that aren't me. And that doesn't mean I'm selfish in a way although it kind of does because i was talking with this about somebody everything we do is kind of for selfish reasons i remember i took an ethics class and you can make the argument that everything a person does whether it looks great from afar or not is for their own benefit i.e you give a homeless person or a homeless charity a hundred million dollars why did that person do it well you can make the argument it was to make himself feel better does it help the homeless people absolutely but you can make the argument the ultimate reason was to make himself feel better Okay, so that's just kind of how it goes, because if you feel like a piece of shit for doing that, you wouldn't do it. You know what I mean? So, well, maybe you would. I don't know. But the argument is always to make the homeless people or make yourself feel better. That's like the argument of like the ethics class that there is no unselfish acts. Every act in the world ever, you could argue, is selfish. And that's why I say if something doesn't affect me, I don't really care. I don't give a fuck. Like the Pete and Kim thing. Obviously, that's easy to be like, I don't care. But I've been talking about with other people too. Other stuff that kind of does affect me or not, or whatnot, I just can't care. I can't care. Like climate change. Is it scary? Is it real? All that stuff. Yeah. But like day to day, I'm just, you know? Will I recycle? Yeah. Will I fucking do the things you're supposed to do? Yeah, if it's not too much of a nuisance. But I just... You know Like I don't know man Like it just doesn't It's not that I'm like I think I'm like everybody else in this regard Where it's like yeah I'm a little bit like Oh fuck it's kind of scary And shit will probably change in my my lifetime But I don't think it's going to end my life I, I don't know anything But I mean I'm not you know, I don't even know, like it doesn't, I don't know anything about climate change. I truly don't. So if people are going to come and nobody's going to come, but if people do and they're like mad at this part that what I'm saying, where it's like, I don't really care about it. I I don't know what to tell you. I don't know anything. I'm sure if I got educated on it, I'd be like, you know what it is too though. It's, it's, I'm sure if I, what I was going to say is I'm sure if I got educated on it, I would probably care more and try to do more and all that, but I also probably wouldn't because here's why. Um, I don't really associate my things with self that like, make me anxious or scare me when 2012 was a thing and people like the world's gonna end in 2012 i was fucking petrified and as i was talking about kind of making this podcast full circle 
when I heard about that, I was obsessed with it and I watched all the videos I could on when the Mayan calendar was going to end us. And I was terrified. And then after that, I mean, there's a bunch of other things, but then COVID came and I consumed myself with COVID because I was like, this is going to end the world. This is going to end the world and I'm going to die from it. My parents are going to die from it. My Everything's going to end, right? And then climate change is now kind of becoming a bigger thing post-COVID. It was obviously here before, but now it's becoming a bigger thing. And I just don't care. I think COVID ruined my relationship with, like, the news. Like, if anything comes out in the news now, I don't I don't care. I think I just turned off. Once COVID hit and I kind of realized it's not that big of a deal, which was pretty early on. If COVID hit in March by, like, July, I was like, this is stupid and bullshit and I don't care anymore. I stopped thinking about COVID July 2020. I haven't thought about it since. Same thing with climate change. It just doesn't really affect me at the moment in my life. And I'm trying to live a good, happy, healthy life. So kind of fuck it. I'll do the things you need to do, but kind of don't give a fuck. Okay? Same thing with everything else. The Kim and the Pete thing, don't give a fuck. That's obvious and easy to say. I don't care because it doesn't affect me. The climate change, man, that's harder to say. Nobody wants to say it. Nobody wants to hear it, especially from fucking an idiot podcaster that looks like I do but it's just the truth man I don't really give a fuck and with that that's the TJ Francis program goodbye